Into. Alright. Let's get started. You may learn something. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Black and Thought, where we take a look at current and cultural issues, applying that Afrocentric drip to them. Your hosts tonight are... We got the professor, Dale, J.B., D., and me, Ill Will. So we're going to head into part two of our series on uh, forgiveness. Uh, we're going to kind of continue on that topic, in which, if you missed part one, make sure you check that out, but... Basically, what we're talking about is forgiveness within the black community, within each other, and forgiveness within relationships when it comes to black men and black women. Um, and why is it so hard to forgive one another within the community, but sometimes easy to accept things or forgive when something outside of the black community happens to us, like violence or something like that? And, you know, how we're supposed to just, oh, let's forgive, turn the other cheek, move on like that as society tries to make it seem like we're supposed to do. Um, why do we do that so easily? And then, you know, when it comes to like our own brothers and sisters, we, we, we look at it like, you know, Oh no, I, I never forgiven him. He can die, go to hell. I don't care. Um, it turns out in the moments like that. So that's tonight's topic. And that's what we're going to get into, uh, tonight. So just take it away. I feel like uh, the reason why um, we black people don't trust each other, uh, it, it really goes back to like the slavery days. Um, I don't know if anybody ever heard of uh, the guy named Willie Lynch. Um, Willie Lynch, he was uh, um, he was from Britain or somewhere, France, I think. And he came over and, and was teaching uh, uh, slave masters down in South Carolina. Basically, back in the day, if your slave act up, you killed him, right? And it was like, these are your cattle. These are how you make your money. So why would you kill off the way you make your money? So he gave a whole bunch of uh, ways of um, playing mind tricks on, on, the, on the slaves. Basically, he was talking about turning the, the light-skinned slave against the dark-skinned slaves, turning the men against the women, turning, um, turning the old against the young. And he gave a whole uh, list of examples. And throughout the years, that's why you have the house Negro. He was usually light-skinned. You know, and that's kind of what you think about today. Uh, black people see a light-skinned black person, and the first thing they think is, oh, he think he better than me. You know what I mean? Or he think he's somebody. So I, in, my, in my opinion, I think it kind of stems back from there. And then over generation, over generation, it kind of, we just kind of kept that going subconsciously. We kept that going. It's just when we just don't trust black people because they may look different. They may be from a different area or they may, you know, have good hair versus nappy hair, you know what I'm saying? So on and so forth. So I think in my opinion, I think that's kind of where it all stems from is, you know, a, a trust issue from generations deep. You know, Willie Lynch masterminded the whole process of enslaving without violence. Correct. Uh, he figured out a way to keep us all enslaved for hundreds and hundreds of years by just standing back and creating separation. He figured if he could separate us, that he could divide us, that we would. I know last week we talked about displacement. And displacement usually occurs when something is attached to something. And what it does is it takes force and it shifts it within that, within that, that, um, that material, right? So as people, 
if we have no way of displacing our emotion or displacing our anger, then everything inside of us builds up and we implode. Mm -hmm. So he found out a way to divide us and separate us, right? To where we couldn't lean on one another and displace our emotion, displace our anger, right? And our outrage. And we would just implode. And that is actually the foundation of how we begin to hate ourselves. So that was a good point about Willie Lynch. I mean, it still ties back to something I said earlier, how, you know, holding in something, not being able to forgive, that's not, it's not healthy. It's not healthy for your mental health. It's not healthy for your, your physical health. I mean, like you said, I mean, you're holding something in so much to the point that you're, you're ready to implode. I mean, that's self-destruction at that point. So with that, um, we have to do, we, we have to try better to get to better places when it comes to forgiveness, when it comes to, you know, each other. And like you said, I mean, we have to lean upon each other. I mean, no one else is uh, going to help us. Um, we're the ones that's going to best be able to help ourselves. I mean, we know these things. A lot of us go through these things together um, or to go through these things uh, separately and but have similar experiences and things like that. So uh, being able to lean on one another, I mean, is, is a – excellent tool but you know like you said holding it into the point of uh implosion is, is is very unhealthy very well look around now we talk about all these new black businesses and again i'm a supporter prior to this movement i'm a supporter of any african-american that has some kind of business and they're trying to make a name for themselves you know i was looking at statistics today and i believe 15 percent of minorities own businesses in america now, that's comprised of Asians, African-Americans, and Hispanics. Mm -hmm. So African-Americans own much less, mm -hmm. significant amount less than everyone else. And I think the it comes out to be a roughly about 8%, 7-8% of businesses in America are owned by African-Americans. But check this out. Minorities, because of minorities, the buying power of minorities, we drive and fuel the economy. Yes. So how can we be so small when it comes to owning a business and operating and patronizing one another, but fueling the U.S. economy? Yeah. So, I... so, so real quick, that comes down to, again, when we talk about Willie Lynch, there's a trust factor, right? So when I look at you, you, and you, I'm like, oh, you know, I ain't going there. And I ain't going, you know, I don't like the way they do business, mm -hmm. but go to the white man in a heartbeat. You see what I'm saying? So we have learned not to trust one another. And this is the funny thing about it. We can relate with the struggle. The white man can't, but still we take him our business. We take him our money. We give him our total faith. And we do everything in our power to pay him one time. Right. And, and right? then, and then so. when, you know, we talk about forgiveness and, you know, that piece of it, that that grace and that forgiveness and that, that leash, so to speak, is extended even more so to white businesses, white, you know, but when it's our own, you know, it's, it's it's we don't get that grace. And I think it was something that you kind of you two touched on about we got to lean on one another. We do. I think I think as a community, we have to get closer to one another and build that trust um, and go and go out on, a, you know, on faith that, um, you know, we're not going to get burned or anything like that. I mean, step step out on it, you know, step out on it with your brothers and sisters. But Again, forgiveness. Like I told you guys yeah. a couple weeks ago, uh, I received a business loan, small business loan for my credit union. And prior to receiving that loan, I had a conversation with the man, the senior loan officer. And I expressed to this person, hey, I'm thinking about taking my business to a black-owned company. It was because of that they gave me the loan. 
to keep me from helping and using the products and services of my own, mm-hmm. right? And I got to thinking about that. I'm thinking like, what did I just do? <laughs> what did I just do, right? I had to recognize that. Well, I mean, so. you just got to pay it forward though, man. You know, I mean, the opportunity that you had, you just got to reach back and help somebody behind you, you know, that um, I think that's that's a big part of it too. Because I know we, we can become successful and, you know, have things – um, we, you know, we're fortunate and we're blessed with, but we got to look for where we came from and then also help those behind us. So show them the path, you know what I mean? Yeah. Circle of life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, as far as, as far as reaching back and, and, um, and, and kind of like what you said, professor, I mean, I'm not saying it's nothing wrong that you took a loan from a, a white owned company. But same thing JB was saying is is if if we as long as we reach back and help somebody else maybe we won't maybe not give them a loan but maybe even if you just drop some advice to a up and coming black uh, uh, entrepreneur you know maybe it's not money it's not a, a you know you not give them a loan to start their business but you can give them some some wise advice on how to uh, create that business and run that business successfully so I think that also is the same. As paying it, you know, paying it for it, JB. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about forgiveness, and I think about in the church how we were always taught to forgive and turn on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder why do we struggle doing that with our our people? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you guys mentioned black businesses, white businesses. Um, sometimes, I, hell, I can struggle with my sister mm-hmm. you know I've, I've known people who, who i've known people who have not who has not talked to their parents in years so i don't think how can you like not forgive your mother or father you know um you no know, we you know you no know, professor we've we've talked about that you know that's that's a that's just a part of forgiveness that we just we still struggle with yeah what'd you say you will i'm just kind of like looking at you know when I, as we talk about it, like black-owned banks, they're not very many. Um, the biggest one that sticks out is the um, One United Bank. I mean, it has branches uh, in more locations, but I mean, looking at it, is, is there's very few black banks even to go to. Um, so, having to be able to find those resources in that, I mean, is is a little daunting in itself. Uh, trying to find that out, and then, you know, actually going through all the processes and stuff, which shouldn't be an issue. I mean, we just need to be able to do the research and, you know, go forward that way. But it, it's it's funny, like you say, I mean, we're easy to um, patronize, per se, the, you know, the white businesses. And, like, we'll, we'll pass over a lot of the black businesses as out of lack of trust or forgiveness for something that has happened or bad customer service experience or – I mean, you just may know the people that's working in there. Yeah. Um, and you'd be like, oh, I know June June in there. I ain't, man, I, I ain't going in there because I don't like that dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we count those places out because we have a grudge or something against either the type of service that we received at some point, you know, that may not have been a, rec- a reflection of the actual business or, you know, or, or the owner. And then, you know, we, we have a hard time forgiving off of someone else's actions. You know, we shaped the frame of forgiveness. If you guys think back uh, to slavery or remember, remember roots when the master would beat the slave 
almost to death. And weeks later, the slave's body would heal and the slave would be forgiving, right? So we set the framework for what forgiveness looks like, not only for ourselves, but for Caucasian Americans, mm. um, British Americans. And mm. what they've done to us is so psychological because they have beat us, they have raped our people, and yet we forgive. If history has shown you anything, that African Americans are the most forgiving than any other culture. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like you said, I mean, right. yeah, I mean so, our, it's mental so, slavery. So, so this is the thing, and again, remember I touched on this earlier. It was through separation, like Dell said, when they pick and choose and they created like different ranks of African Americans. Well, you're light, uh, you're too heavy, uh, you seem like uh, you could have a lot of babies, you can work the field. And they classified each slave into a class, right? right. And that determined what? Your treatment from master. Correct. We still have that mentality. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a prime example. Say, for instance, myself, I'm a very humble guy, came from, uh, came from the projects, messed up my money, messed up my credit, damaged um, my finances, right? If I'm in a room of African, fluent, affluent African-Americans, nine times out of ten, they're not going to look at the basis of, they're not going to look at the causal factors of my failure. They're going to look at my current situation. Mm-hmm. And they're going to create a judgment based off of that, right? So when we were saying, well, we need to pass on and pay it forward, what that means is we need to teach and right. provide resources, right? Don't look at the error. Look and say, you know what, brother? I already know. I've already been through that. I've already been through it. Or right. say, listen, I might not have been through that, but I can show you how to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can show, I want to bring you up. So we always look at each other, and, and, and I've did it, you know, I've, guys I've worked with, I'm like, man, why, you know, why aren't you giving your all? Why aren't you trying, you could be this, you can do that. Instead of taking an approach, hey man, is there anything I can help you with? What are your goals? Let me show you some resources that are available. They have created a separation process in our mind to where when we go out into society and we see brothers on the corner, or we stereotype each other, or we see people out there that we believe should be doing what we're doing or not doing enough, mm-hmm. guess what? We turn our back on them. Mm-hmm. But look at the white community. So I'm looking at this uh, poll. The white community generates so much revenue that they can afford to pay each white worker, working American, $100,000 a year. Mm. In our own community, you know how much we can afford to pay each African-American, working African-American per year? is 7000 Yet we fuel the economy, right? So our psyche is to see something, to classify it, and then determine if it's worthy of what? Our resources yeah. and our time. Mm-hmm. So Willie Lynch did a great job. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he definitely did. And, it, and it's like I said, we're, and we're still feeling those, those, the, the effects, effects. Of, yeah. to this day, 2020. I think that speech was in 1712 or something like that. 17 yeah. something and you know 2020 we still feel the effects of yeah i think i think a lot of that has to do with you have to value who you are you know and a lot of that comes from um you know what you've been taught your perception how society's shaped your thought process you know <clears throat> anything that's black is bad anything <laughs> that's white is good right. and when that's continually right. beaten into your head no matter what you know, situation or what dynamic it is, black is always bad. Right. White is always good. The, the, the black sheep, the little white lie. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like all those little yeah. things. So makes a huge it, difference. It, it, you know, it's right. constantly bombarding right. your psyche. So you got to fight through that. You got to overcome that mentally 
um, and embrace your people. And that's you know? where I think forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness yeah. of yourself for allowing you to think like that about yourself. Yeah. Um, forgiveness of yourself for allowing you to get into a situation like that. Um, a lot of times we get down on ourselves because of, you know, the situations that we get in and we choose not to move forward because we can't get past those situations, even though those situations may be minor. But, you know, you hold you, you, you hold it against yourself like, damn, man, why did I do that? Um, and, and you keep yourself from moving forward. So I think, you know, what a lot of it is when we get stuck with that mind frame, we can't forgive ourselves for that part. And um, we got to be able to work through those. Well, look at. Look at all the instances. Um, I was reading an article about a guy who ha was uh, wrongfully in prison for 20 years. He was in physical bondage, but his soul was intact. That's what got him through, right? So what Willie Lynch, and I know we keep going about this forgiveness and Willie Lynch thing, but they discovered through observation that if you damage a person's body and their soul is still intact, they're dangerous mm -hmm. to our process. But if you can damage their mind and keep their bodies intact, they're of value to us, right? So the reason I feel we have such a hard time forgiving one another is that we have been damaged so bad that we can't even recognize the enemy. You ever say people, some person say you've been beaten black and blue? <laughs> we've been beaten so bad. We've been beaten worse emotionally than we ever have been physically. physically. So Absolutely. we've been beaten so bad because we don't even know who the enemy we think We think each, we're the enemy. Yeah. I think you're the enemy, yeah. right? You know, it's like when you get around white folks, you have a different type of posture. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to think, I'm going to fuck what they think. And, and You know why? Because at the end of the day, I love my people. My soul is still intact. And I understand before we go forward with this healing thing, we have to, we have to admit that we look at each other as the enemy, even our spouses, okay? Yeah. I know that's yeah. a sensitive point. You know, sometimes they look at you all fucked up like, yeah, yeah, nigga, what you done did? There you go again. You know what I'm saying? You know, but we have to, we have to, we have to own that we've been bamboozled into thinking and beaten psychologically into thinking that we are the enemy and take back our shit. And and also, I think another point to answer the question as far as why we don't trust each other, it, I think you touched on it a little while ago the customer service that we get, you know, sometimes we go to these black businesses and we get terrible customer service, man. And it's, and, it, and it's hard to go back when, you know, you go to a restaurant and you order, you know, you order something and but you get home and you look and you missing three of the four things you didn't order or, or you, or you hired a, a cleaning business to come, you know, come clean, come clean your building or whatever the case may be. And, you come in the next day and trash not taken out, stuff gets stolen from the off the desk, you know, blah blah blah. So I think an, I think another reason why we have hard time trusting each other is because sometimes these black businesses provide some terrible customer service. I, 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 I can, that, you just you just hit a nerve. <laughs> Hold on, just I gotta I gotta respond to that. <laughs> you know, we do have a we have an issue when it comes to customer service, but I'll be damned. If I don't support my brother's business because of customer service, because look at the white businesses you're supporting, but as soon as you pay yeah, your money, they call you. Know you, what? They call I, you I, I, I'd have to disagree. I don't I care who. I don't, listen, I don't care who it is. But hold on, I got, I got a point. If, if they, if they got bad customer service, they all out the door. Okay, so we, you know, so, you know well, what I mean. I'm not, I'm not discriminating right, about. You right, know. But, now, but I will. But listen, to your point, okay. I will have a little bit more grace when it comes right. to my people. But. If it, if it's bad customer service, I'll let them know too. Right. You know, I but other, you know, 
white businesses, I'm not so like. Hey, I, I agree with that. I'm not feeling this survey out. I'm just not. <laughs> hold on. I agree with that. Hold on, hold on. That's, that's a good point. Take that survey. J, JB just brought up a great point. We have a tendency to offer poor customer service, right? That's an overt action. That's an overt uh, posture there. But when we go to these white businesses that support these organizations, I don't give a fuck about black people, but you support them because you think you're getting great customer service, you ain't getting shit but a death sentence. So what I'm saying is our people give us bad customer service. We can admit that. We can help them with that. But I'd be damned if I support a business that supports uh, the KKK. Because you guys don't know that. You just go to, you know, you don't know these organizations, KKK. Uh, you don't know what they do to influence or keep African Americans down. You don't know what organizations they're a part of. I mean, right now it's right. cool to to everybody so, to donate so to Black Lives I'll Matter take, and right. stuff like that. So but I'll, are they going to continue right. to donate? So I'll to take the upfront, things, I'll take the upfront customer service because at the end of the day, when you walk out of that white establishment, they don't give a fuck about you or your kids or your family. As far as they're concerned, you ain't nothing but a nigga. So my point is, if if pulling you away from something that we can change and something we're going to, and that's the point, we classify shit. Oh, you give me poor customer service. But look at that white man's business whose great, great, great grand grandfather was raping your grandma, but you're going to support him because he gave you bad customer service? Get the fuck out of here. I don't understand no shit like that. Give me bad customer so, service. I'm not going okay, to my brother. So, 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 so Professor, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So you just explained a little while ago that you got a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you got a small business loan from a white bank, correct? I did. Okay, so so you're talking about not supporting And I felt very business. bad about it. Okay, I you felt you bad, but did you, did you take the money? I did take the money. My point exactly. So that doesn't mean that you supporting that great 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 grandfather who 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 was raping was raping uh you know our our Listen, grand, I'm, I'm our a mother. kind of professor defense on this. No, no, no. He's right. Let him go because I told him I said what I noticed is I felt very bad about it because the only basis of the loan was to keep from getting the funding from another from an African American black owned business. That's why they did it. Yeah, now, but, do I feel bad about it? Yes, because you know what? Knowing what I know now, I would have rather lost my payroll than to have done it, right? Correct. Because I deal with that every day. I'm an honest guy. It was a mistake taking that money from them. Well, I, I'll say this, Professor. I mean, I don't look, think it's listen, a listen, you got to look at it like this. I mean, one thing about money is, is it can be used, it's, it's a tool, man. It's, it's leverage. A tool. It's a tool. I'm going to tell you. So you, you have to understand that, yeah, you may have taken that loan, mm -hmm. but. You let like like D said, you're leveraging that tool. It's a tool to do right. something else. So, so this to do something else. So this is why I'm passionate about this, right? So I'm telling you that loan was a mistake. It was a mistake because all I had to do was communicate this with certain individuals. Last week, a family member invested in my business, zero interest, a donation, for the same amount of that loan. After we had a discussion, I'm sitting on the porch barbecue and we're talking about my business and some of the challenges and the person at the end of the day said, hey, listen, I want to give you this. It was an equal amount to the loan. That's Cash fucking money. You said a family up. member? A family black member. Person. A awesome. black person. <laughs> and you know what? He said, why didn't you tell me? Mm. Right. I would have supported you. I know your character. Correct. We're family. But, 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 but instead, I went to the white man and because I wouldn't go to my own people, that was the basis of the approval of my loan. Not my credit score. The fact that I wouldn't go to you, you, or you. So it's about, again, separation. That's why we don't forgive. Right, but my, my whole point of making that, or even bringing up your, your business loan, was not that you were supporting this white bank, or you wasn't, or because you got a business loan from a white bank, that don't mean you're any 
you're not supporting your fellow black man well, or well, your well, black business. Well, help me out with that because I don't understand so, so, how that okay, can so, help so, our people with the interest rate that they gave me. No, I understand. So where's that money going to? Exactly what 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 D said earlier. That's money. You got it. You're right. So the money that you're paying back to that bank is not coming back to our people. Absolutely not. But the the lessons you're going to learn from running this business, right? So they gave you an opportunity to start a business. But listen, hear me out. They gave you an opportunity to start a business. And the lessons you're going to learn, the profit you're going to make from this business, all the other experiences you're going to have from this business, you take that and give it to the next black uh, business owner that's coming up. Now, hopefully you, get to, hopefully you get to the point where you t you pay off that loan and you make your enough money where the next young black man, just like the family member you had, said, hey, I'm trying to start a business. And your family member gave you that money. So hopefully you get to the point in your business where, the, where another young entrepreneur comes up. He says he's trying to start a business. You say, hey, young man, I got something for you. Boom. Yeah, I think that's that whole pay it for, Professor. Exactly. That, 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 that's, I understand that's, that very that's, well. That's, that's, On that that's, note, let's... Um, I, I want to kind of switch directions and touch back on something that you said. Why is it so hard that when forgiving our spouses, you know, um, separation? She's looking. She's looking at a, a through a lens of this is what my relationship is supposed to be like. Men are logical. Women are emotional. Right? They're looking at the cake box and seeing the seeing the cake, but they're not looking at the ingredients. They're not looking at the process. Right? So when they don't get the cake that's on the box. And again, I remember listening to a uh, message from the, uh, Bishop Jakes. He was saying the women want the cake on the box. Men are stuck reading the box trying to figure out the ingredients, trying to get them to understand. In order for us to have that, this is the way things have to be, right? So, A, through separation. B, un f lack of understanding of the process. And C, the thing that fucks relationships up the most is lack of alignment. Those three things. That's why it's hard to forgive in our relationships. Communication falls in there some way, too. Well, that, that, that's, yeah. it's called, listen, we don't have to communicate to be aligned. Communication is important, but I assure you, I'd rather have my car aligned than my fucking OnStar working. Uh, well, Fuck communication. Looks like we got a caller. If we align, we ain't got shit to talk about, D. What we got to talk about? Because shit going to get done no matter what. To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. Is she calling from jail? To accept, press 1. <laughs> who, who's so, this calling in? Who, who we got calling in? It's the Black and Thought Podcast. Hello, fellas. This is Tiffany. Tiffany, how are you doing? So today's topic today, Tiffany, is going to be forgiveness. It's kind of twofold. Um, so we've been talking about why is it so hard to forgive each other within the black community. And um, okay. also we have been talking about, we just kind of switched, uh, switched subjects to why is it so hard and forgiving when it comes to spouses so far. Um, okay. So what what are your thoughts? Let's dig in. Whichever one you want to do first or whatever, we just we want to hear your thoughts. Um, on why it's so hard to forgive spouses, I think that whatever the reason is that caused the issue, you have a reminder that's in your face. Um, it's kind of hard to move on from something when it's it's sitting there staring back at you. So it puts you in a in a mental state of of holding a grudge and not really being able to do anything about it because you're still there. Hmm. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that, that it's, it's so hard, depending on the severity of the situation, of course. I think that's one of the reasons that it's, it's so hard sometimes. So uh, with that, I, I mean, I, I, I dig what you said there. I mean, with, it's so hard to forgive because that issue is still right there in your face. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 it's hard because you know something happened. You can still see 
you know, the person that was involved with that, but how do you move forward from that? I mean, knowing that, and you still see this person every day. Um, I think the part that people forget about is that forgiveness is not just um, work on the, the person who, who did the offense. It takes work for the person that's trying to forgive. That's an, an active action or, you know, actions that, that are done. We can't just sit back and say, I'm going to let you bend over backwards and, and, you know, jump through hoops and crawl under tables for, for me to forgive you. I have to work at it myself. That's work that I have to put in myself, whether that's checking my emotions when I feel that feeling coming up, whether that's us having a, an open-door policy where if I'm feeling away, we can discuss it. So I'm not walking around just harboring feelings and emotions. Um, you know, whatever whatever work you deem necessary for yourself, you have to be willing to put the work in, too. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Most definitely takes two. I agree with that. Um, I guess where I think a lot of people get caught up with that is – you know, we kind of talked about this because this has been like a two-part series. Um, kind of in the first part, like one of my issues, which, you know, I, I can most definitely put it out there, is that when I have been wronged, when it comes to forgiveness, I've, I kind of act like, you know, there needs to be extra work on the opposite, on the other person's part, or kind of like some type of, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but it is what it is, punishment. Um, which, okay. I mean, that gets nowhere, no one anywhere and, you know, in a punishment type of deal. But, um, I, I've seen that and I've talked to a couple of people and I've heard that from people as well. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree that there definitely is when you, when you've been offended or someone has offended you, it is that person's responsibility to, um, kind of work towards whether that's gaining your trust back or, um, you know, working towards being forgiven. I think that there is extra work that has to, to be put in, especially if there was something specific or a series of events that caused the offense. There's always going to have to be changes that are going to have to be made. And for a while, you may really have to put in the extra work. If that's, you know, if you're talking about spouses and you did something you wasn't supposed to be doing, you, you're going to have to put that extra work in, whether that's calling more often, whether that's being home five minutes before you say you're going to be home, whatever it is, there definitely is work that has to be put in if you're serious about not only being forgiven but in earning someone's um, someone's trust back or making them believe that you truly acknowledge the way that they feel and, you know, are, are going to try not to do that again. So there, there definitely has to be extra work. We just, the person that was offended can't expect to not have to do any work themselves because it, there, you do have to work to forgive somebody. It doesn't yeah, just, I you don't just flip a light switch and you forget. See, D want to say something. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so once you forgive, are you telling me that they have to work harder to make you forgive them more? I think it depends on what the situation is. Like, um, you, are, are, so, so once you forgive, are you telling me they are on a short leash, leash until you are comfortable? I think that they have to be. Yes, if if I'm uncomfortable, then I do feel like you have to you have to work harder to, to gain my trust back or to, to make me comfortable with whatever the situation is. I'm not saying you got to have a laundry list of things on the wall that you have to do every day, but there definitely is work that has to be put in in order for someone to gain that level of comfort or that level of trust back. If you've done something to offend your spouse, but once your, your words you doesn't really mean anything without action. But once you forgive, you have to move on, right? Yeah, you, you do. And you got to work towards that. It doesn't happen automatically. But you you and can't you can't you dwell on, what, on both parts. You can't dwell on what happened. Once you forgive, you have to just move on and um 
let that go. I, I think that we're all human, and yes, you forgive and you you let it go, but you may have a, a trigger or something that puts you back in a mindset. I agree. And again, you have to you got to work at it. Hey, Tim, I agree. I think that you. I agree. I think that you you alluded to a couple things there that I, I'd like to touch on. So when you said that um, the person who was offended also has to put in work, I agree with you on that. I, I agree the, the the offender has a burden to bear just as well as the offended has a burden to bear. Now, mm-hmm. when you say about forgiveness and have to work more on being forgiven, I don't necessarily agree with that piece. What I think it is is more so – well, as we kind of touched on this last week, reconciliation and restoring and healing that piece of it. So I feel like that's the burden from the offender that they have to carry is, is trying to, if they offended somebody, they have to work on helping that person become healed and restored from their offense. So what about the extra work necessarily that might be needed to make that person feel comfortable? So just because I've forgiven necessarily, um, but I don't feel because I mean insecurity is a bit. I well, well, that. I'll say, I mean, okay, yeah. say this for, for, from a healing standpoint. So say you 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 know Tiffany kind of touched on it. If it's um, hello, uh, it's Tiffany like in charge her phone. Lost, Tiffany lost Tiff. Okay, we'll, Boost we'll get mobile. it back. <laughs> but what what, what we're saying? Where are you at? Boost yeah. mobile. <laughs> hey, her time is up. Cricket. <laughs> But hey, that was her phone call. Tiff, Two minutes is up. That's right. The minutes ran out. Her call her from it. Her correctional institution. Hey, well, thanks, Tiffany. Wherever you are, short and sweet. I mean, back, if she can come back in, we'll take yeah. the call. But yeah. look, it's I'll, probably I'll a long line. Keep point. going. I'll continue this point. I'll pass yeah. it on. But um, the healing piece. If you offend somebody. Some of your burden may be like like she was mentioning, yeah. You know, calling a little bit more, doing something like that. Yeah. If that's gonna help them heal, that's what you're gonna have to do. On the same token, like she was saying, if you're gonna have to, uh, uh, oh, I think she back? got to call her back. All right, oh, she got a second phone call. All right, call from <laughs> Tiffany. Hey. Hey. Press one to send a voicemail. Press All two. Right. Tiffany's back. I think she's back. She must, right. she must put some minutes one. on her phone. <laughs> she put some more Press minutes two. on that bad boy. <laughs> Boost bubble. Yeah. She got burned. She got a burner. <laughs> they still use those. I guess so. But go ahead, so, so anyway, the person that was offended, though, their burden is, as she was saying, if you forgive somebody, you're going to have to fight off Resentment. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to fight off judgment. You're gonna have to fight off all those. All, you know, you're falling back into those traps, and you know what got you to the point where you were being where you were being hurt. Right. So it's a two way street. It really is a two way. street. I agree, man. I was just saying. I've seen so many times with people where they want to. I, I do believe you have to work to make the person more, more comfortable and trust. I, I I do believe that, but I don't think that should be held over your head. Right. To like you constantly feel like you're walking on eggshells. Right. Yeah. But yeah. that's the offended person's responsibility and is to not keep 
that that's their burden. I agree. That's their, that's their burden to take on. Right, and, that, and, that, and that's kind of what I you agree. said, JB. As far as a two way street, it definitely has to be some work on both ends. Because um, yeah. I know I've been in a situation, many of situations, um, where I have uh, offended my spouse or girlfriend or whoever it was at the time, and um, I, I I definitely I definitely felt like let me go overboard with it. You know what I mean? Let trying me to help them feel secure. Secure. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a lot about insecurity. Yeah. And how Good you, point, how, how can you deal with the insecurities that you have about the situation in yourself? Because you feel yeah. safe. You feel comfortable. You feel whole. You feel secure. You're right. And that's, and, and, and that's one of them things too. And I, and I know it's kind of off topic subject, but that's the difference between men and women. And I wish Tiffany was still on the line so we can ask her about that. But like you said, as far as like, uh, I get what you're saying, D, as far as a man, if somebody did me wrong and, and they come in and they apologize and if I say, I forgive you, I'm, I'm moving on with the situation. I'm I'm not about to, I don't need you to do extra. I don't need you to go overboard to try to make me well, feel better. Well, I, I say this. <laughs> if there was if there was a brother you was hanging with and he kept, you know, you, you try to plan something, he doesn't come. Plan something, doesn't come. Mm-hmm. Plan something, doesn't come. Keep pulling. Yeah, so so you may forgive him. Like, okay, man, I know you, you stood us up, you know, a few times. We had something yeah. planned. Just cut him and out. Just, and you just cut out. Right. He's done. So, oh, but that's so, what I mean but, by move on. But, move but, on. But, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you moving on, moving you on. still should be extending the invitation to him to come out. Say who? Say who? He done. See, that's what I'm talking he about. He done. No, <laughs> he done. I can't forget. He's done. He's done. Oh, I forgave you. I forgave you, but no, no, I'm, I'm not, not wasting my oxygen on you. I'm not a fool. It's over, brother. I'm not a fool. I forgave you. I'm not mad. On to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next one. But yeah, that's I, what I, 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 I hear you. I I'm hear done, you. man. But I'm just saying that that is a, that's a parallel of what you're talking about, though. Is that you, you if you forgave him for that time for not calling, I forgave you. Back, I forgave you that you don't be a part of when I'm actually to come. <laughs> I'm going to move on and find someone that's interested in what I'm interested in. But I think I, I think personally, I, and I think for men, it's, it's way easier don't for us that to shit, forgive. Man. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I think it's very easy to forgive. It is, man. It, it, it is. It is, man. Insecurities is. is definitely a bigger, a bigger deal, man. Like when you, when you start talking about men and women mm-hmm. and, and husband and, and husband and wife and things of that nature, man, it's definitely you gotta walk. Like it's, said, as far as thin line, boss. There's it's thin it. line. That gun line's a thin line. Well, I, I disagree. I, we, I, we, I, we're, I, we're forgiving. We're forgiving until you, you know, you touch something that you wasn't supposed to touch. Or you, or you, you encounter you encounter something you wasn't supposed to encounter, then we, I'm gonna tell you something. There's some th- things I can forgive, All right, let's try but there's some things I won't. Period. Point blank. Call from. So my, my Tiffany. Okay, wait, wait. Some got a caller. To accept, press one to send a voicemail. Hello, are you there? I'm here. All right, we got oh, you back. Oh, you back, Tiffany? Glad you back. <laughs> Hi, Tiffany. How are you? We solved everything while you were gone. <laughs> yeah. okay, thank you. We figured we figured out the world. Hey, 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 hey Tiffany, I got a few questions for you, uh, if you will. Okay. Um, when was the first time? And I, I want you to go kind of go back a little, as far as you can. The first time you had to forgive someone. Can you tell me a little bit about that? The first time I've had to forgive someone. Um, well, that, you, well, that, can, that you can recall. Well, maybe the, process, the, mo- I mean, the most probably- the most memorable one. The most memorable. Yeah, that's a good. One. But, that's but probably- most importantly, the first one because I, I I got a point. I don't let these niggas talk for me, but I got a point. <laughs> the first time she I'm, gave I'm somebody 
Probably when somebody stole a crayon, bro. I mean, what okay. I would say if I would say the the most memorable, or the most prominent is having to forgive for infidelity. So that's the one that sticks in your mind the most. Yeah, absolutely. So up until that point, you haven't had any memorable uh, time where f- forgiveness you you captured what it required in order he to went forgive. deep like Jack Cousteau. Definitely I'm, did. I think outside of that, the only other prominent thing that I that well, one of the only other prominent things was having to forgive um, my father for not being in my life. And how did you do and that? that was Tell something me, I had to do very early on. So this is before your relationship, correct? Okay, so tell me how that went. Tell me about, a little bit about that. Yeah. What was the process of your forgiveness? Um, honestly, um, time and not allowing myself to, I don't want to say feel those feelings, but when those feelings came up, literally having to talk myself through them. Um, first, it was me being able to admit to myself or acknowledge to myself that it was okay for me to feel how I was feeling. Um, but then I say all the time, you're, you're first reaction is is instinct after that it's a choice so i can choose to stay in this space and every father's day feel away and and you know look at men harder who may not be doing what i feel like they should do or i can say okay this is what it is this is your life you're doing great and we can move forward from there so the first it was was a process right and the process required a lot of self-management on your behalf correct where you had to manage your emotions manage your dealings okay so I want to touch base. I can relate with Tiffany's um, statement, but I want to go back to like, I got to get in JB's ass real quick because we were talking about, and we were talking about, and and, and I'm going to, I'm going to touch your situation, uh, Tiffany, but this is relative to that. Last week I had threw out some shit where I had to stretch a nigga's mind, but you know, he wanted to react rather than take my healing and take my suggestion and take my advice. I was, I was talking about, Please don't talk I, about I, it. I, I was talking about uh, still being. Oh, shit. That's in. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm going somewhere. All I ask for is the floor, and I promise you I'll connect the dots. Right, you got it. You get, get so quick. On a, on, a, on a still beam, it's an inanimate object. It's not human, right? And if that beam is damaged, it's still forgiving, meaning that if it's damaged, it still does what it's intended to do. JB said, nigga, that's not forgiveness. That's displacement, right? Now, I'm an aircraft mechanic by trade with the Air Force, so I understand what displacement means, and I also understand what forgiveness means. Displacement means simply this. It's the unconscious transfer of an intense emotion from its original object to another. So displacement means it can shift the impact from one end to the next, right? So with that being said, a lot of times when we are forgiving or something contains forgiveness, it's it's all about the transference of that emotion to something else. For example, if I'm offended by D and uh, we have a relationship, a friendship, all I'm going to do is take that offense and transfer it from myself to the father, right? So in order to do so, it requires a lot of me self-management, right? And a lot of work on my behalf in order to forgive. So when something's forgiving, it knows how to displace the offense to something else in order to create balance. Am I right or wrong? I'm following you. So hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Hold on, hold on. So, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, right? So by definition, displacement means a few things, right? And I use displacement and forgiveness as the same thing because essentially forgiveness and displacement 
is the same thing. Displacement is just the process of how forgiveness works. So basically, so basically, when that beam is struck, in order for it doesn't, in order, so it doesn't collapse, it transfers the impact to the other side, which is not damaged. It transfers it, right? It's a transaction from the point of impact okay. to the point of balance. It's a transaction, right? So by definition, again, it says the unconscious transfer of an intense emotion from its original, from an object to another, right? That was forgiveness? Right. No, that's, right. That's, that's displacement. Okay, right? displacement. Okay. That's the process of forgiveness. Okay. Because a person can't remove something from their heart by containing it. They have to displace it, right? So when I looked up unconscious, unconscious is simply this, the part of the mind which is inaccessible to the conscience. Typically, it's spiritual. So what happens is, in order for us to give, we have to displace the offense, and we have to transfer it to the Father. That's a spiritual transaction. So a lot of times when we offend people, right, and we ask for their forgiveness, in order for them to manage their forgiveness, they have to self-manage, yeah, right? To let it go. So now you have put them in a position where, guess what? Yeah. They have to create a spiritual transaction to displace it, right? And that only comes when they're aligned with the father. So once once they say they forgive, it's on them. Well, again, let me explain it. But basically what he's saying is that you got to have a place for you to, to transfer to, to transfer. To transfer, it, right? Tra to transfer. It's a transaction. Yes. So, so if so this they, so, so they got to figure it so, out. So so this is the thing about displacement, right? Displacement operates this the, the operates, remember, displacement is the foundation for forgiveness. It operates on distance, right? So when you damage that beam Man, if it doesn't contain any, hold on, I'm getting to the point. You killing with this beam? I know man. you are. I know yeah. you. Are. I'm going deep on you. So if if there's, if there's no deep. transference, meaning that if there's no distance for the impact to travel, guess what? It stays in one place and it's damaged. You have to displace that in order to forgive. Meaning you have to remove it. You have to be able to transfer and transact that energy and that offense to something else in order to move forward. Okay, now you so said a lot. So 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 Tiffany, you just you you heard a mouthful. Um, your thoughts on displacement uh -huh. and forgiveness? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I think in order to, if I caught everything, I I understand the whole. You know, you got to be in line with the father. You got to transfer. I've never really thought of it that way. Um, I get it. I think that it. Yes, you have to be in line with the father, and you have to you know pray about it, and you got to really work at it and, and all of that. But I mean, like I said, I think it just it varies by situation, but really it's just it's it's work. No matter how you look at what it, what the work that has to be done, it's it still takes work on your end. Um, I do think it's very important in order to forgive somebody. You do have to pray about it. And you do have to rely on God when you want to you want to stay mad or you want to you know dwell within that situation. Absolutely, and, and sometimes you know it, we wonder how we got to a place of forgiveness, and that's nothing but God right. that that does. Because I, I know I've had situations where I'm like, I'm not mad anymore. I'm, I, I feel okay about this, but I really want to still be upset, but I can't. And, and I know that's nothing but God working on me. So I, I absolutely believe in the, in the spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on that real quick. I think that it's a lot of times a forgiveness, it's impossible in some respects. And that's why people do struggle with forgiveness, honestly. It's because, you know, they have to have a connection with a higher power. God, you know, having a relationship with with uh with Jesus to overcome a lot of things that happen to them where they are offended that because you can't contain that. You have to you have to let that go. You have to let that go. 
Um, so I, I agree with you on that. So what about the on the on the other side? What, what, what were we talking about? Uh, forgiveness as far as uh, black people. Yeah, but, within the community. Within the community. Within, you know, your brother, if you've been so, wronged. So, so why why do you the the, the question? Well, maybe just the ask question. Tiffany. Well, 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 yes, I'm saying, I'm saying, the, but the question the question for you, Tiffany, is this: Why do black people have such a hard time forgiving their black community if that's a business or you know whatever the case may be why do you brother, why do you think cousin, sister, yeah, who someone brother, did family. you wrong broke in your house but you know him especially when Ray we Ray. especially when we struggle with forgiving our spouses and our loved ones yes yeah, because so, so again wh- why do you why do you why do you what's your answer or what's your thoughts. response thoughts or response to that Within the, the community or within like our family or within just, the black com- people as a, as a race? Yeah, as a race. It could be your family. Yeah. It could be Junebug who runs you know, the corner somebody store down, down the street. The <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I think we've kind of been taught that it's okay to be mad and to stay mad. Um, I think that that I can't even say it comes natural, but I, I think that that's, that's what, what we've been taught. If a, a business or a, a business owner does you wrong, one time we we put such a one we put too much expect more expectation on ourselves than we do other people. We hold ourselves to a higher standard than we hold other communities, other races. Um, so when we do something, we feel like I have the right to be upset. I have the right to to be offended and to stay that way, um, as opposed to like we said before, putting the work to get past it or finding a solution or. Um, Whatever we, it's like a sense of entitlement. Like I have a right to be mad, so I'm gonna be mad, or you know I'm gonna be upset. I don't have to talk to you, or I don't have to go back to this establishment, or it's, it's almost like it's it's taught to us that like we have a right to to be upset. Um, and when we're offended, we take it, you know, extremely personal. We feel like a lot of us have the mentality that, that everybody's out to get us, or everybody's trying to do what's wrong, or you know whatever the case may be. So then when that happens. We're like, see, this is what this is what I'm talking about. This is what everybody's saying. You know, we dwell and we hold on to that, um, but we don't put that same expectation on on other communities. And I, that part I don't understand. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add on to another perspective. Just thinking about the workplace, I know there's a lot of times where we get caught up, you know, trying to grow and develop people that don't look like us, but don't spend enough time trying to grow and develop the people that look like us mm-hmm. in our workplaces. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. I don't I don't get that. But that doggy dog world mentality, you know, we lose that sense of community. And I, I understand you can't help everybody, but you should still at least reach out to your brothers and sisters that you, you know, you work with. So I, I mm-hmm. think there's definitely a, a, a tie there, too. Hey, Tiffany, uh, we were talking about earlier, um, Dell and I, about Willie Lynch. Are you familiar with Willie Lynch, the Chronicles? The Chronicles of Willie Lynch? Yes. Okay. And what Willie Lynch did uh-huh. is he changed the whole game. He told slave owners, he said, a slave with his body beaten, but his soul intact is of no value. But a slave that is not beaten uh-huh. with his mind destroyed is of value. And what we've done is we've been beaten so black and blue emotionally and psychologically to where we look at each other as the enemy rather than the actual enemy, uh-huh. right? So when it comes Absolutely. to patronizing, and we earlier we talked about customer service and how we are so quick to pull our business away from another, uh, from an African American business or company because of customer service, but then we would patronize a business whose ancestors raped and enslaved our people, 
quicker than a drop of a dime and be totally forgiving to that because they offer great customer service. So, again, we have been really beaten psychologically and emotionally to where when we look at another brother or sister, we immediately classify them because they're the ones that created the separation process. That's why we begin to hate one another. Well, if you're light-skinned, you can stay on the porch. If uh, you... You're a strong black male. You're a good. You're a good worker in the. Farm, you're a good worker in the field. So what they did was they separated all of us, and what it did was it kept us in silos, to where we begin, begin hating each other. And through separation, you can't have displacement because there's no way for the pressure or the anger to or for it to go. So it stays inside, and we implode. Right. So we've been hating each other for so long that we have difficulties loving and embracing and patronizing one another. So I, I, I totally agree with you, because I didn't expect you to say what you said about us being programmed to be that way. So Tiffany, I want to say that you're very smart, and uh, you could definitely uh, advise us on, um, and counsel us on how this thing works. Absolutely, absolutely Tiffany, you sound very smart. On how, what part of it When it comes to why we're not able to forgive. Like we said, we're taught that we have the right to, to stay upset, to stay mad. And it a lot of times we don't truly want to forgive. Um, and that takes you gotta that takes a whole lot of self acknowledgement to get to that point where you can say, I don't I don't wanna forgive this person, I still wanna be upset. Um, until you, you can acknowledge and admit that, that that's where you're at, you're gonna continue to to consciously and subconsciously act a certain way or, or be a certain way or hold on to that. Um so you have to be willing and you have to want to. And what we have to realize, too, is it takes so much energy to to not forgive. Mm -hmm. It takes energy to to not be able to be around somebody or to see red as soon as you see somebody or, or you know, whatever your reaction would be. That takes energy. And it's a choice. You know, we that's that's an emotion we, we choose to stay in. We choose to stay in that place. So first it starts with, with self-acknowledgement of am I really trying to move on from this? Or do I want to be mad because, once again, I feel like I have the right and I'm going to hold on to it? And once you can answer that question, then you you put your, your actions behind it and, mm -hmm. and start working on yourself. Yeah, I, Or I, you choose to stay and, and be miserable. Yeah, I think we, we kind of touched on a couple episodes ago about um, do you want to have a relationship? You know, do you want to have um, or do you want to be right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Just like you said, do you value the relationship, right? Or do you value being right? Mm -hmm. Right, and that, and that can go one on one, or that can go as a, as a community as a whole as well. Do you so, value the relationship in your community? Mm -hmm. do, are yeah. you going to go the extra mile to 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 be a patron right. in your to community? To forgive, to to. Or do you just want to be right? Fuck that! Right. I ain't going back because right. they want to treat me like that. Right, right. You want to be right? Yeah, that's you're a, right. That's you're a, right. But but that's do you value point. the relationship? That's a great point, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I know I, I, I said a, the comment earlier about customer service, um, but but now that you guys brought that, like said that, that's making me second guess my or second second guess my uh, what I was saying about the customer service. Do I want to be right, or do I want that relationship? I mean, that's a great point that you guys brought up. Thank you guys. For I mean, helping yeah, me out today. Second, people deserve second chances. I mean, I agree. Yeah. you know, I mean, uh, there's. <laughs> Very few things that, you know, will warrant me not giving someone a second chance. Um, but with that, that that second chance comes from forgiveness. I mean, you have to be able to forgive to give that second chance. Like being a Longhorn fan? 
At Longhorn? No, I'm up Sooners all day long. No, I said that. No, I said if they were at Longhorn. Oh, you know, I ain't worried. We kick their butt anyway all the time. <laughs> so, 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 Will, that's a good point. Um, I think that forgiveness requires us to have some kind of spiritual connection. Again, we have to be able to displace the offense and the hurt and anger. Because when we contain it, again, we implode. So let me so, ask this question. I don't mean to cut you off, but you, 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 you said this a couple times, and it's kind of it's, it's, it's resonating with me. How do you displace that to the Father? Because, I mean, that's the biggest thing. How do you transfer? Yes, you, you pray about it, try to take it away. And things, I mean, he, he's not always, you know, when you want him there. He's there when he needs to be there. Right. So, and so, 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 that's, your, so that's your relationship. So once you know the Father and you spend time with him and you have faith, because you can't have faith in something unless you know it, right? Now, I know my vehicle is going to run. It's not that old. So I have faith in it, Right. So when I have faith in it, then, of course, I have that. I can just go ahead and operate based on the faith, right? So I know I can take my car from here to Birmingham, Alabama, which is 600 miles from here, because of the faith. Even without totally knowing for sure, I have faith. So with that being said, you have to have that relationship. You have to have that spiritual relationship with the Father in order to displace the offense. I think and when it, you don't, and when you don't from, have that. You, yeah, I think it comes from, you know, I would say you got to yield your will. You got to yield your will. You got to, it comes from from yielding. You know, you, you have wants, you have desires, you have, you know, angst, you want to stay, you got to ask to grind, you want to stay pissed off, stay mad. But you got to yield to that to allow the spirit to work through you in that situation. So, that that's that's where you know how you say what's the transaction what does it look like on, oh, i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead um i think that's something people have to remember too is a, a lot of times when we pray for forgiveness we want god to flip this switch and and instantly we forgive what we don't realize is that sometimes what god does is puts us in positions where we have to exercise where we're trying to go what we're trying to do mm-hmm. so it's not a matter of, of just I'm praying and, and, and all right, Jesus, you're going to take it away and, and that's it. No, what ends up happening, I know myself personally, what I what ends up happening is I end up having to deal with that person in some kind of way. I end up having to cross paths with that person. And at, at that moment, I have to check myself and I have to check my emotions and I have to check my words and my actions because if they're going to contradict what I'm praying for, I'm not really trying. So it's it's conscious. Once you pray about it, you got to make a conscious decision to get to that point. But then you also got to recognize that it's not going, it's not going to be a light switch. He, he's going to test you. You can't pray for patience and then it just comes. No, you're put in situations where you have to be patient. And that's the part that I think some people forget because they want it to be instant. Yeah. But you know, Tiff, when it comes to forgiveness, it's not about you changing the person. It's you asking God to increase your capacity. Well. That's what it's asking. And with that being said, I can speak for myself. My relationship did not improve. And so I put the focus on the things that I needed to do and God increasing my capacity. That's when things got better for me. Even when it came to forgiving and being offended, I said, Lord, change me, increase my capacity to handle more. Again, I accept what God allows. So if he doesn't answer immediately or gives me what I need immediately, I trust his process and I trust his wait time, right? So with that being said, when it comes to forgiving, you're asking to Father to increase you you're not asking to change the other person. You're asking them to increase. Because remember what your wedding vow says, right, in Corinthians. Love bears, believes, and endures all things. 
And in order to abide by that, you're asking God to what? Increase your capacity. Yeah, I think that I think that you you hit on something there too, Professor. That I think a lot of people fall into a trap of is trying to, and I think Tiff mentioned it as well, trying to change the other person. You know, trying to change. Yeah. You can't. You you, you got to let God work on them. You know, you you and, and as Professor was saying, work on yourself. Focus on focus on improving yourself. Let God work on them. Because you cannot change another human being. You you physically cannot do it. You right. can't. They they have to come to that on their own. So, and I think that we're trying to, you know, uh, taking it back to where we started with this conversation about um, the burden that the offended person bears. They have to let that go. They, they cannot change that other person. They, they have to let that go. So, so tell the offended person, basically... I'm gonna let you deal with you. What's that? What do you mean? No, you said yeah. they, they gotta deal with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, if I offend my wife, doesn't, it's it's not an open door policy. I can forgive you, but still choose to sever that tie or cut that relationship. It you know it depends on one you know what the offense was or two how important it is to me. People a lot, especially females, we think that if, I, oh, if I'm forgiving this person, I'm saying that that I gotta allow them to you know be my friend or I gotta. But, you know, no, you don't have to. You can still make the choice on whether you choose to involve yourself with somebody and forgive them at the same time. Yeah, that was that was That's D's, true. That was D's point when uh, we said that he, he going to stop calling his boy, <laughs> inviting his boy to go hang out, yeah, hang done, out with him when he keep turning them down. Yeah, that was, that was when the cricket phone cut out. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Billy Smile. One of them minutes was out. Can't get but, another iTunes But, but Tiff, t- t- uh, just to sum things up, forgiveness is never about the individual who offended you. It's all about you and your capacity to forgive. Remember? Because as we grow as people and friends and wives and husbands, it's our capacity that determines the value and success of our relationships. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, to seek the Father, something spiritual, so that you can displace any offense, so you can maintain that balance, right? So that things can be healthy and uh, you know you can have that relationship that you want. There's no perfect life. There's no there's no there's no perfect scenario for a relationship. And I do believe the more that you go through and the more that you get through, is the stronger you become. Because any material, and I'm talking about again an inanimate object, that is strong must go through the fire numerous times to burn off the impurities in order to strengthen. Right. And a lot of times when we go through things, all we're doing is burning off the impurities, the phony shit in our lives, the phony people in our lives. So I don't mind the fire. I embrace the fire. Matter of fact, I bring a hot dog to the motherfucking fire. So, <laughs> with, that, so with that being said is, when I go through things, <laughs> I embrace it because the fire only burns off the shit that does not add value to our lives. So please, Tiffany, embrace the fire. Burn off all the impurities because what's left is the true product. Tiffany, we'd like to thank you for calling in. And on that note, we're going to leave you black in thought with this thought. For me, forgiveness, I think, is the first step to understand that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. Forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift to yourself. DJ Payne One. You know I'm flawed. Would you love me anyway? A lot of times I'm so wrong. Would you love me anyway? 
Thank you for listening to this episode, and we want you to come back for more. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We're on all the major networks, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, and many more. Check out our social media, and please like, follow, and comment on Facebook, Black and Thought, Instagram, Black and Thought Podcast, and Twitter, Black and Thought Podcast. Please subscribe, share, and once again, thank you for listening. I'm